Hello, everybody, and welcome to St. Augustine this evening or the Mike Davis Show. Mike Davis is still not here. You only have tonight and one more show, if all else goes well, uh, for Mike Davis's triumphant return next week. So I appreciate you sticking with me. Um, you guys have stayed with me and been super active in the comments, and I just really appreciate that you've you've been with me while Mike's been on vacation. Keep me company since I'm sitting in this room talking to myself. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Thank you guys. And to reward you, we're going to do a little bit of a more normal formatted show for when, you know, Mike's here and we go through the headlines and we talk about it. So that's the plan for tonight. Um, we've got Clay here. Clay, you want to say hi to everybody? Hello. I'm the devil <laughs> on your shoulder. Clay's having fun with graphics, so let's hope it goes better than the last time we worked a live stream where he played with fancy graphics. But before we get into all the headlines and everything that's going on and wherever that leads us in this conversation, let's pay some bills. We've got Bozard Ford, Bozard Ford Lincoln in St. Augustine. Their goal is to make sure your time and experience buying a car is stress-free, fun, and enjoyable. Bozard is a family-owned Ford dealership that has been in business since 1949. Bozard Ford Lincoln has been the recipient of numerous dealer awards, including being ranked number one automotive dealership in the nation by Dealer Raider. Bozard Ford also has won back-to-back President's Awards, which is the highest honor given by Ford Motor Company. Check them out today online at BozardFord.com. And thank you, Bozard Ford, for your continuous support of the Mike Davis show, even when he's not here. We also thank Bear Kresge & Associates. They are a full-service local CPA firm with a team of skilled professionals dedicated to providing top-level service in the areas of tax compliance and planning for businesses, individuals, estates and trusts, audits, reviews, and other accounting services, business valuations, forensic analysis, and litigation support. You can reach them at 904-460-0747 or at abearkreskycpa.com. Thank you, Abear Kresge and Associates. Give them a call for all your CPA needs. We also have South State Bank. If you are looking for a new banking home, check out the team at South State Bank. They are a group of bankers you can count on. Their approach to building long-term relationships with their customers is the best in the business. If you're looking for a banking relationship you can depend on, check out South State Bank. They've got three locations in St. Augustine to serve you. State Road 312, sorry, a little blue screen moment. Uh, State Road 312 is one location, State Road 16, and at the beach. You can visit their website at southstatebank.com. They are a member FDIC. We also have Land Title of America. Clay, I'm not going to make you do it. Land Title of America, the oldest title company serving the oldest city. Stephen Collins, oh my word, it's going to be a rough one, Clay. Stephen yeah. Collins. The owner of Land Title has been working in the title insurance industry here in St. Augustine since 1985, specializing in all your title insurance and closing needs. If you have a title issue, there is no one better. Stay local. Choose Land Title. Call or text him anytime on his cell phone, 904-501-4481. When you are buying a home, you have to have a title company in the state of Florida, so call Stephen. Check him out and Definitely 
buy your home in the safest possible way, make sure you cover yourself in that deal. It's one of the biggest investments you can ever make is buying a home. So you want to make sure you have a team you can trust, making sure that that deal is going to go through and everything's going to be just fine. Got to have a title company. We had one that saved us thousands and thousands of dollars. It was before I was on this show. Um, So it wasn't Stephen Collins, but... Stephen Collins is amazing, and I would definitely use him the next time I buy a home. Welcome, everybody. All right, Clay. Yeah. Oh, I was waiting to say, give a crap. I told you you didn't have to. Oh. I'm not going to make you. I wanted to. You want to? Okay. So, call Stephen Collins because they... Give a crap. Yay. <laughs> Sorry. A little bit off here. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a great Wednesday. <laughs> Happy hump day, everybody. <laughs> there we go. All right. So we've got a couple of um, a couple of stories. I'm going to give you my little my little um, monikers for them, and you can pick. I will tell you, we typically have one show a week where we have a stripper story, and I've held out on you a stripper esque story at least. I've held out on you because I've had all kinds of special guests, and it didn't feel right talking about strippers with our with my priest last week on Wednesday. (laughs) So we're going to do it this week. It's hidden somewhere in the titles. You have to pick. All right. So I've got, it's only money knocking on heaven's door. Is it 1984 sports ball? And, um, who is Paul Ryan? So what do you got? What do you want? I'm picking. Mm -hmm, You're picking. Oh, I'm going to, I, I bet it's Paul Ryan. (laughs) <laughs> Paul Ryan's the stripper story. <laughs> yeah, you never know. All right. The buddy's a gambling man. Uh, Robin mentioned my shirt. Yes, I have my 904 swag on. Claire, are you wearing 904 I do. swag I have today? The hat that finally came in. Yes. You got the hat. Awesome. So City get Skyline. on the 904 app, get on the 904 shop, and definitely get your 904 merch. It's fantastic. I love my shirt. All right. Paul Ryan. Do you know who Paul Ryan is? Yeah, wasn't he like the Speaker of the House for a little while? Or he was the Speaker of the House. Um, so he was the 54th Speaker of the House. Um, so he's Republican Party. He was vice presidential uh, nominee with Mitt Romney for Mitt Romney's 2012 uh, run against Barack Obiden. Uh, <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> Barack Obama uh, and Joe good, Biden. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Uh, so Paul Ryan was the speaker of the house under the first couple of years of, uh, president Trump. When we had, you know, the, the house, we had the Senate, we had Trump and none of the Republicans wanted to get anything done. So Paul Ryan said a thing. Are you ready for Paul Ryan saying a thing? I am ready. Let's go. (laughs) Paul Ryan thinks that, uh, the GOP needs to stop engaging in the culture war. That's just not what he thinks that the the Republican Party needs to do. He says he's not a culture war guy. He thinks it's really polarizing. To him, it should be the debt crisis. That's what we're talking about. He says, I'm worried about the future of our country and China. There are big policy problems we need to work on, and I believe in inclusive, aspirational politics. So, culture war issues. What do you think? Do you think that politicians should be involved in them on either side of the aisle? 
Do you think that if one side's involved, the other side should be involved? Do you have any thoughts, Clay? Um, I mean, it's a sticky situation. It is. Uh, but, yeah, probably neither. I mean, when you look at it, I think both sides, well, it just in general, culture stuff is so uh only applies to a very small segment of the population in general so i don't think it really matters as much as uh economics and stuff like that does so i kind of agree with that yeah it doesn't matter because politics is about dividing people and getting your base so it's a great way to do that well if you don't have something to sell the american people that they want to buy with your ideas and with your policies, um, or if your policies aren't working out, then it's a pretty good strategy to get people fired up and divide and conquer, right? That's right. So, I mean, I think that politicians should stay out of the culture wars to begin with. Like, I'm not looking to my politicians for moral advice. I'm not looking at them for parenting advice. Like, I don't, really care what they think on those topics but the nature of the beast is that if one side of the aisle is talking about it and engaging in the culture war you could say and the other side is like yes but we need to talk about foreign trade with china um you're not going to be inspiring much do you think Mm, that's a good point I mean, it's kind of like sex sells in pretty much all advertising. <laughs> Culture war right now gets people fired up and gets people passionate and will get butts to the polls. And so when you say culture war, what mm-hmm. are you specifically referring to? So I think he's talking about um, the school board fights that are going on right now as far as what can and cannot be taught in schools. So you have that being um, what's age-appropriate for kids to learn about as far as gender and all of those issues. Um, We had the very famous, you know, don't say gay bill fight in Florida. I think that's one of the things he's referring to. There's also the CRT fight. Um, as far, it feels like this is a dig towards DeSantis to me because the two things that were mentioned were racially divisive and sexual material. Like we don't need to, we don't need to be engaging in those discussions. And do you think he's uh, planning on announcing his run? Cause didn't he back away? Like, didn't he step down as speaker of the house like in a month or two? So he was done in speaker of the house, uh, 2019, um, he was in the position, I think he did it for two years. Let us yeah, know in the comments. I remember him being in there for like a very short amount of time and he was like, nope, yeah. I'm out. He and was, was like, okay. see, this says served as Speaker of the House, um, 54th Speaker of the House from 2015 to 2019. So four years, that's a relatively short amount of time when you compare it to Nancy Pelosi's 472. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it does seem relatively short-lived. No, I think I, I think culture wars like that and stuff in general has been a way that politicians have used to distract us from what they're actually doing in their foreign policies and, you know, keeping us away from thinking about 
hey, why is gas four bucks almost? You know, yeah. why is the cost of living so high? You know, oh, it's the minimum wage increase, and then oh, look at look at these books they're giving kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, we can't talk about it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of opinions about what what should be going on with the curriculum right now, and our audience has different opinions on on that topic. I have my opinions about what should and what should uh, what should and what should not be included in. Um, in the curriculum. I don't know that, I mean, school board representatives are elected representatives. So I don't know how you don't have that discussion in at least local politics. Um, it feels to me like he's just trying to position himself as the um, Mitt Romney, George W. Bush. So maybe he is positioning himself to be the more um, late 90s Republican neocon kind of alternative to Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. Um, he's, he's coming in like he's looking like a, a more moderate. Yeah. You know, even though I don't think it's really necessarily a moderate thing, but um, yeah. Yeah, it does seem like he's trying to position himself in a more moderate position. Do you know who Andrew Breitbart is by any chance? No. So Andrew Breitbart, um, he started with, um, can't remember the initial name for it, but it became Breitbart Media. And he very famously took down um, Wiener in New York. (laughs) Do you remember Anthony Wiener? Yes, I remember the name. Yeah, so Anthony Wiener was busted sending... um, That's right. His eggplant... (laughs) <laughs> to child, uh, to women all the way down to potentially a 16-year-old girl. Um, so they were positioning him for a presidential run, and uh, Andrew Breitbart kind of blew the lid on that story. And they were about to... There's this really... I don't know if you can find it on YouTube or how much it'll show, but there was this press conference that was convened so that um, Wiener could make his stand against Breitbart and try and try and completely blow Breitbart's career up. And Andrew Breitbart showed up to the press conference and he brought receipts. It's like, look, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to show these pictures because this man has family. He has kids like, but if you're going to call my, my integrity in a question here it is and so he took over the man's stage before he could get on stage and showed all of the all of the dirt all of the evidence and that completely trashed um wiener's career so andrew breitbart famously said how could you forget (laughs) what anthony wiener how could you forget (laughs) Well, it's just, how could you be so on the nose, dude? Like, you destroy your career with pictures of your wiener? (laughs) It's mind-boggling. But then all of that got brought back up because the Hillary Clinton, um, like, hard drive scandal, one of the ways that they were able to recover some of those emails 
was during the Anthony Weiner investigation, a bunch of Hillary Clinton's emails ended up on um, Anthony Weiner's hard drives because his wife, Huma Abedin, was Hillary Clinton's um, like right-hand man, right-hand gal, I guess you could say. Um, so Andrew Breitbart, to speak to Paul Ryan's condemnation, he says that politics is downstream from culture. And whatever the whatever the culture accepts, that's going to be the kind of politics and the kind of legislation you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that he's wrong. So I, I kind of feel like it's an older Republican Party idea to not sully themselves with the culture. And to not get involved in creating art or creating movies, music, whatever, whatever you want. Like not creating beauty, not being involved in telling a story, but to just sit here with actuary tables and charts and, you know, we'll win on the battlefield of ideas. Well, if everyone's crying over this heartbreaking story that's being told them by one side and you're coming at them with a pie chart. Like, that's not really inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts on Paul Ryan and Andrew Breitbart or <laughs> Anthony no, Weiner? I, I, I just can't get that uh, Anthony Weiner thing out of my head. <laughs> oh, there are lots of pictures. If <laughs> you want to burn your retina. <laughs> oh, I, I think I'm good. I, I probably remember seeing them years and years ago. Was, oh, it, was this the same one, um, the same election as uh, when... Hillary's emails also leaked the DNC with uh, saying that they threw it for Bernie Sanders or something. Oh, yeah, the superdelegate stuff. Was that the same election? Um, uh, that election was a mess. That was, let me see if I can find it, the superdelegate controversy with, I think that was, I think I that it was. the same crew. This is how they got rid of him. Well, there was also um, Debbie Wasserman Schultz was involved with that, and she was a representative out of Florida. Um, so, yeah, there's just been a lot of shady garbage from, at least in my adult lifetime, coming out of the Democratic Party as far as how they get their candidates. And, like, they were just, they, there was no way that they were going to let anyone other than their their coronated candidate getting it but yeah i going back to you know just wrapping up that story the um paul ryan i that's a sounds like a good idea you know stop focusing so much on the culture wars and stuff because it is very polarizing and it is very heated today mm -hmm. but um also like it's paul ryan you know if it was anybody else i'd probably give him more credibility but since yeah. he basically like flapjacked right out of congress you mm -hmm. know speaker of the house and now we have what's his name who's like older than uh or we had i don't <laughs> know who's who mitch mcconnell how like what side or what he well, does mitch mcconnell senate okay We've got well, basically he in my opinion you know yeah is like the nancy pelosi of the republicans <laughs> yeah has been there forever and you know it's time I would say in a perfect world, we don't need politicians talking about culture. We need, I would love if politics wasn't infused in every aspect of my life. Wouldn't that be great? Like, wouldn't you 
love to just be able to purchase a product without it being, you know, a political stand one way or another. Like, I would love it if politics wasn't in everything. And if our politicians, if we could scale it back to our politicians not being something that we think about and talk about all the time, and they actually focused on what the Constitution said they're supposed to do, then what could we do with (laughs) the rest of our life that isn't taken up with all these distractions and all the bickering and all the arguments? Because it's not like they're adding to it. They're just, like you said, they're just stoking the flames. And, I mean, I would take Paul Ryan more seriously if he wasn't a man that lost to Joe Biden in a debate. That's going to be my final word on that. (laughs) That's got to sting. Oh, man, that's got to be hard. You're the dude that lost to Joe Biden in 2012 in a debate. Um, To answer your question, the Bernie Sanders thing was during the 2016 election. The superdelegate situation. Um, that's what it's looking like here. Bernie Sanders yeah. lost by a hair, won by a landslide here. It was the, the first, can we say Trump on this platform? I don't care. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was the first it. Trump election. It was, the fir- it was Trump v. Hillary, and they, honestly, I think Trump would have lost to Bernie Sanders. I agree, actually. Yeah, because honestly, the only two candidates in that election that were shaking up the the mainstream were those two. And yeah. I, I think the entire country was sick of all the the politics. In and general. when you looked at um, polling information of where supporters from the various candidates in the primaries, where they ultimately voted in the general, a ton of Bernie Sanders voters jumped to Trump because on certain areas of, trade and manufacturing they were pretty much saying the same thing they were just saying it in different old man ways right that's what i that's a very uh well together put the way of what i was trying to say <laughs> because honestly i i probably would have jumped for bernie if it was somebody else like i didn't like on the republican side yeah just because they were both challenging the establishment and if it was bernie new- in a bad way and you know the years yeah. later i look back on it and was, that could have been bad but hey yeah you know the, at the time i was a big ron paul guy and mm-hmm. about like shaking up the the whole federal reserve shaking up the whole government kind of thing so i and at first i didn't even like trump so i was you know i think most people didn't yeah and I mean, like, how is this guy going to win? And he all of a sudden does. And then he does some good things, honestly, mm-hmm. he, which are detracted by his uh, social interactions. But, yeah. you know, his policies. He enacted good policies while acting badly. <laughs> yeah. You know, put your foot in your uh, mouth is yeah. his slogan, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, but also our relationships in foreign countries were a lot better. And he really did deal like a businessman for this country and that's what we need now because joe is not dealing like a businessman we are getting shafted everywhere oh yeah and one of the big um big things that joe biden touted as um uh i don't know an endorsement of his skills was the strong relationships he had internationally and now China, Russia, like none of the people we 
OPEC, they're not taking his calls and they're not they're not engaging in dialogue with the country. And that's not great considering where we yeah, are I mean, with inflation. He has personal relationships in other countries, but I don't think that those are relationships that can be exposed. At least we try to expose them and um, no. it's just covered up. So, yeah, no. That doesn't come to fruition. I did see a story about the comparison between the um, Trump legal woes and reporting the number of minutes reporting on that compared to the number of minutes reporting on the revelations about the Biden family and their dealings with Burisma. Um, Want to guess which one is getting zero coverage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not a hard guess. I'm not well, going to yeah, give you I mean, a prize. Uh, let's leave that up to a chat vote, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, right? In the comments, just drop down. One Who do you two. think? One or two? Okay, so who's, who's two which one? Two is Burisma. One is okay. the other one. All right. I so if you think you <laughs> Burisma is getting no coverage, then drop a two. If you think Trump is getting no coverage, drop a one. Let's see I it in the I, chat, I guys. I think that's just self-explanatory there. <laughs> okay can you replace the two with a, mo a certain emoji i would accept that it looks like we got both here <laughs> all right so moving on from paul ryan because frankly we don't need to give him any more attention um i've I got spent 30 minutes on paul ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's, well i also did the reads i'm That's gonna oh, yeah, round so. it down to 18 minutes okay all right, I'm going to go with, or you're going to guess. So which one do you want? It's only money, knocking on heaven's door. Is it 1984 or sports ball? Are am you I, looking for I the stripper story? I'm still looking for the stripper story. Well, we'll find out. Which one do you want? Um, the money one. The money one. All right. Man, you picked the politics ones right uh, off the bat. Yeah, let's go <laughs> with something lighter. Let's go All with right. something lighter. Okay. What's so, the other's? Knocking sports on heaven's door. Is. is it 1984 yet? Sports ball. Sports ball. We found the winner. Hey. <laughs> I wasn't trying there. All right. So, according to the New York Post, a former sports reporter by the name of Holly Saunders says that she wants to be the Roger Goodell of a new sports league called Exposed Sports. Exposed sports will include Instagram and OnlyFans models participating okay. in scantily clad competition. Quote, topless matches. The former, <laughs> this is a resume, the former Golf Channel and Fox Sports host who's been dating Hall of Famer Oscar, Oscar De La Renta. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya, um, since August 2021. Um, so this is Oscar De La Hoya's girlfriend. We'll launch a league sometime in June. We're halfway through June. I haven't heard about it yet. With 10 women competing in seven to eight sports and activities, competitive activities. Do you want to hear what type of topless activities this 36-year-old CEO wants to include in exposed sports? Absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully tackle football. We've got Twister. 
bowling, bowling, um, tennis, basketball, ping pong, jump rope, <laughs> jump rope, um, billiards, jump rope, of course, jump rope, and more. She says, imagine your favorite IG babes going head to head in competition, sweaty, oiled up. All right. She included that caption um, or she included that commentary in a video of her riding a stationary bike in a bra and thong. So she's putting her money where her mouth is and she's not asking them to do anything she doesn't do, I guess. Hmm. She continues, these, um, and these are girls who make most of their money on OnlyFans or on OnlyFans type sites, whereas some of these girls are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month making their content. So why do they want, wow, I'm so glad I didn't give you the story to include in the stream because there are pictures included. Oh. Um, uh, you can still send me them. She says some of these women used to be investment bankers and nurses and more, and they found their way to the online money-making markets, and now she wants to include them in her brand new Exposed Sports. What channel is this going to be on? (laughs) I don't see that she's made any sort of deal with a cable network but there is a very exposed um instagram and yeah instagram page um yeah there's lots of pictures that i don't want to look at so i'm afraid to go deeper on the story (laughs) uh so how do you feel about exposed sports? Are you going to be watching topless jump roping, Clay? <laughs> uh, let, me ch- let me check this IG real quick. Is this a plead the fifth situation? No, I mean, but, you know, th- that goes back to the question of culture wars. Is uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the other side of the culture war, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah ultimate freedom. I guess someone asked Saunders how her boyfriend, Oscar De La Hoya, uh, feels about this. And he has such an open mind and a business mind. So when I explained it to him, he was like, hell yeah, because it's built-in marketing. Yeah, that's what, that's what my argument would be, is that it is good marketing for these people. But, you know, like, we, how... We unfortunately live, I mean... Fortunately or unfortunately, live in a society where this is becoming mainstream. And, yeah. Um, yes, these these people are making a lot of money. So, so much money. Yeah. Maybe it's a, a good way to equalize the playing field. You know, sports. Um, for all the contenders, so that the new up and comers can get a shot. Hey, know? babe, this does not equalize the sports world for. Um, the fatties and the uggos. I'll just <laughs> coming from a fat. I'll just say, hey, there's a like, need I'm for not, everyone. <laughs> I'm not getting a job at Exposed Sports anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, people like feet and stuff. Yeah, you know. Oh man, could be. It's could be. unclear how much they will be charging for this content. I'm. I don't know. I guess it's on. Th- 
I guess it's on their website or their Instagram or something. Don't go. Don't pay these people. Yeah, don't don't do it. It's bad. I think this is a time to discuss the uh, Seinfeld paradigm between good naked and bad naked. All right. What's that? So, like, Seinfeld was dating a chick that was just naked all the time. And his friends were like, yes, this is awesome. Like, she's the perfect girl. And he's like, no, you don't understand. There's good naked and there's bad naked. Naked hair brushing, good. Naked sneezing, bad. (laughs) So, like, I could see... uh, basketball. I could see yeah. a market for chess and twister. I don't bowling is a harder sell for me. Bowling and, and basketball were my two like what? Jump bowling roping. Bowling <laughs> sounds roping. painful. Um jump uh, roping don't honestly basketball sounds painful too. Tennis? Like I just see that tennis, there could yeah. Be, have you ever seen the Why like? Don't we just do pickleball. <laughs> have you ever seen the like freeze frames on Beyonce dancing at concerts that are like super unflattering? Like I feel like tennis is just going to be an opportunity for lots of bad naked. There could be a lot of bad movements in that game. Yeah, you know, split decisions. It's way easier to make ping pong sexy than tennis sexy. I feel like. Outside of maybe serving, I don't think, like, if you're actually playing tennis to play it. Maybe they're actually, like, competing, and it's not about looking sexy. I don't think that's the heart of exposed sports clay. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to be an an optimist here. So I could see, like, billiards. Some of these I could see how you could make these appealing to watch from this angle, but some of them just seem gross. Some of them seem bad naked to me. And I know jump rope is going to be a lot of movement. <laughs> a lot of them are going to be jumping competitions. Yeah, jumping. Maybe that's. The- <laughs> I feel like that's what <laughs> that's what people want to see. <laughs> Give the people what they want. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's a terrible idea, and I hope this doesn't come to pass. But yeah. in this day and age, it'll be so profitable. I'm sure. Do you remember the man show? The man show. Yes, I love it. Yeah. So, like, I feel like this is taking the, the, what is it? The trampoline from the man show and, like, turning it up to not even 11, like, turning it up to 100. And now it's... Milanakis was my favorite. Also, like, did you ever watch the Van Wilder movies? Some, yes. So the original Van Wilder, he has topless tutors to help him pay his tuition. And like he ends oh, up I never saw that. He ends up getting like threatened by the strip club owner um because he had taken all of his A squad and he was tired of just having the B squad for his strip club. Um so I feel like this is just I don't know. There's so many I can't believe we're here. I can't believe we're talking about exposed sports. Yep. <laughs> uh, don't spend money on this, please. <laughs> please don't spend money on this. I'm sure they're all working their way through med school, but there's something better you can oh, spend. No, they, they quit that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to deal with HMOs. Oh, topless tutors and ex- 
extreme sports. Oh, I can't even. All right. <laughs> so that was our stripper story. That's our naked story. We've right, got. What else we got here? It's only money. And you now know that that's a politics story. Knocking on heaven's door. And is it 1984? All right. I know the politics story, so I'll say that one for last. I guess we got to cut it. I feel we a, like. We did a lot of politics. We did. And uh, we We're could. Gonna... We, I could do like three hours of politics, but yeah. we'll do 1984. All right. 1984. This one I picked just for you. Oh, nice. Because you're very into AI. I'm growing a stash like that. In all of the technologies. Oh. Did you hear about the man that was recently locked out of his smart home for a week? No. Yes. So a delivery driver comes up to this man's house, right? Mm -hmm. He has like a ring doorbell. Everything's connected through Amazon. So he's got um, an Amazon video doorbell. It's all connected through, what is it, Alexa? So he has door oh, locks. You just set someone's off. Hmm? You just set someone's off at their house. Oh, I'm sorry. So sorry. We call it the A word. Alexa, ignore me. Um, so he's got everything, you know, connected, right? So the Amazon driver comes for a delivery. And he says that he said something along the lines of, excuse me, can I help you? To the person that was at their door. And... The driver, who was wearing headphones, misinterpreted, excuse me, can I help you, thought that he heard a racist slur, and then reported the house to Amazon as hurling racist abuse at him, and Amazon locked the dude out of his house. Ooh. So... He was locked out of his house. He couldn't open any of his, like, Amazon-enabled door locks or, you know, turn off and on his lights. This happens on Thursday, May 25th, and he tries to email, tries to reach a resolution. He thinks, like, being locked out of his own house is something that would rise to an emergency level, right? You would think that you would get an automatic response. Yeah, of course. Uh, no, he got a form reply that said, we'll get back to you. Like, thank you for your email. We'll get back to you in two business days. So this is Thursday of a holiday weekend. So they take the three-day weekend. Then they take Tuesday, and they finally reply on Wednesday the 31st. So this just happened. And he finally got access to his house at that point. So a full seven days because he said to a stranger on his doorstep, excuse me, can I help you? The stranger was wearing headphones, misheard it, reported him for saying naughty words or bad language, racial epithets. It doesn't even say what the man reported him yeah, as saying. So in chat, just guess what the man said. <laughs> no, excuse me, can don't I do that. <laughs> don't do that. We could take a guess. Clay's trying to get his banned. Don't ignore Clay. <laughs> That's why he's got the devil horns. It's going to get me banned and fired. Don't do that. <laughs> so, like, I'm very, we don't have one of those little echo things. We don't, I don't have Siri turned on on my phone. I, I don't do 
I try to avoid any voice activated uh, remotes or any of that. My only spying device that I accept is my cell phone and I tape over my cameras on my computers. Like I don't feel comfortable with all of this. You should honestly tape them on the phone. There's actually a setting I'll show you. Is that a new okay. iPhone? This is a uh, 13. Do you have a new iOS on there? Uh, I don't know. You can because tell. There's, there's a there's a setting now where it will scan your face every six seconds. And somebody Ugh. on TikTok, I saw it. They had a um, one of those like ghost cameras where it's like infrared. Yeah. So every six seconds, you could see it flash, and Dude. it was just scanning your face. You have to turn that off. It's called so, um, like facial awareness or something. And so I don't have yeah. the face lock on my phone. I have that turned off. I don't think it matters. It'll still keep scanning for you. Like to to, th- it just it's there to see if you're paying attention to it. No, I yeah. hate it. Yes, yeah, so. I hate it. Can but we go I, back? I do. I do have a smart speaker in a word um, from Amazon. Yeah, and um, but I'm a very quiet guy at home. I don't really talk much. But sometimes it'll go off if I'm watching something. Even it'll mm-hmm. still go off, and I can see it light up. I'm like, what? So what creepy. are you listening to? Well, the oh, NSA yeah. was busted in the early 2000s. So after the Patriot Act. So sometime between 2002, I would reckon, to I think I heard about it in 2015. The NSA was busted for like randomly remote tapping into cameras on people's devices and evidently, they would also tap into the video calls of deployed troops. Oh. And the reason they did that is because people that are deployed for three months, six months, a year, have a high, higher than average likelihood that they're engaging in some sort of amorous activity. Uh, so they were um, watching. Yeah, watching people's um, spousal bonding sessions on video calls super creepy that's when i started putting tape and stickers over all of my cameras and then 2020 made that harder because then i had to zoom all the time and i had adhesive stuck to all my camera lenses yeah, i think they there's cases and stuff now where you can just like slide the the, the cover over yeah you know you should probably my this. work laptop actually has a lens cap that you can slide over. Yeah, yeah. So I trust that. But like going into the settings on my little iPhone here, like I don't trust it's actually turning it off. I don't. Yeah, no. iPhones are a different beast. It's literally the mark of the beast. I think we already have it. Yeah. There is actually a story that I didn't put in about the mark of the beast. Oh, yeah. Ugh, yeah it's yeah. freaky. We, we all sold out. <laughs> Gotta have the iPhone or else you just can't it's... live. I, I convinced my friend. He went Android. Oh, yeah. I convinced him to go back because his texts were green. So I, I <laughs> oh, can't, no. Not I the can't green be text his bubble. friend if, it, if it's green text. <laughs> you never know. Text could be delivered in three days. It so could be after. when we were talking red flags for dating, um, when Davey was in, green text is definitely a red flag for you, right? Oh, 100%. It's, just, <laughs> it's not even a matter of, oh, you have a green text. It's like, oh, I know this person. I'm going to text them. And it'll show up like five days later. They'll think I've been ghosting them for five days. Then I have to explain that. It's right. just like, I don't want to be in that situation. 
Don't want to be in that. I will say that when I took this gig, you warned me that Mike was a green text bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. You know, Mike. You're like, so be careful. <laughs> you know, amongst green texters, I've heard it's great. They can text just like we yeah. we Apple users, but we just mm-hmm. it doesn't go back. It's not backwards compatible. You know. Yeah. Well, they fought Apple and, and Android fought long and hard. It took a long time before. Do, I don't even know. Do you remember when they took YouTube off of Apple devices? No, Very briefly. That'd be rough. They suspended YouTube's um, app in the Apple store uh, because, like, Google only plays with Android. And that did not last long. But there was, like... You got a big check from that. That was about... Um, that was about as quickly overturned as the large size sugary drink law in New York City. That was a funny one. Sugary Do you remember? drink law. Oh, I've, heard man. They, I've heard they banned um, gas stoves now. Yeah, they did. So probably within the past 10 years, they banned uh, large cup sizes for or large container sizes for sugary drinks. Oh, and the actually, idea yeah, was that it was like a sugar tax. It was a sh- like a soda ban. And we're going to force people to get healthy because you can only buy like eight ounces or less of soda and Powerade and all these evil sugary drinks. But That's you know, why the mini bottles came out. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't even, I don't even think it was a week. I think it was maybe a day when people went to Starbucks for their morning Starbucks and turns out all those sugars and all those syrups that you add to Starbucks, they didn't exempt your coffee milkshakes that you get in the morning. And so there was an immediate uproar and it, so it was only active for like a day or two. It was less than a week because everyone freaked out because they couldn't get their giant trough of Starbucks sugar coffee. Oh, Starbucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. That's it's funny. so funny. Cracks me up. All right. So we're knocking on Heaven's door, or do we want to save that one? That one's yeah. kind of a shocking story. Let's, let's knock on Heaven's door real quick, and if we have to, I can drag out the politics for about an hour. <laughs> we don't need to drag anything out. We have yeah, freedom we, here. Hey. Uh, we do. All right. Uh, so is this is this a political discussion? This story isn't. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to take you all the way to Ecuador. All right, so we have a 76-year-old retired nurse. She's taken to a hospital in Ecuador Friday morning, and this is dated this week. So this past Friday, she's taken to the hospital after an apparent stroke and cardiopulmonary arrest, right? So she falls out in her home. She's had a stroke a heart attack, she's taken to the hospital. They get to the hospital. This is Ecuador. I don't know how rural it is. So she's at the hospital. She's not responding to resuscitation. The hospital declares her dead. Um, this is, it has to be fairly rural because they immediately just take her home and set her up in a, in a coffin for a wake. So that, by that afternoon, They've already got the vigil started in the home. So in, um, I know in Central American countries, they will set up the coffin in the family home and then people will come for 
a set number of hours and they'll pray and they'll cry and they'll mourn. Um, so they have the wake set up in the family home. She's wrapped in blankets and she's inside the coffin. They are about four hours, I believe I read somewhere, into the wake. And all of a sudden they start hearing sounds from the coffin. So here it is. There are 20 of them in the house for the wake. Five hours into this wake, the coffin starts to make sounds. Mom is wrapped in sheets, and she is rolling back and forth, hitting the sides of the coffin. They approach it, and they can see that she's breathing heavily in in her wrappings. So they get her out, they get her unwrapped, and they take her back to the same hospital that just declared her dead she's quoted in the media as saying it gave us all a fright (laughs) which i feel like is the understatement of the century (laughs) yeah i'd say holy moly so as far as i know she's receiving care in the hospital i do believe that um she is still receiving care and she is still recovering uh she's in critical condition and the family um her son is the spokesperson for the family they're all praying for a recovery so we lift up prayers to you her name is um bella montoya we lift up prayers to you bella montoya i am so sorry you woke up from a medical emergency wrapped it i'm sorry i'm laughing i'm laughing because i'm uncomfortable like how would you feel if you have a medical crisis and then you wake up just wrapped and constricted in a box and everyone's crying and praying around you i was like mummified or something well i mean they prepared her the way that they normally do. It says that she's wrapped in sheets. Oh, yeah. Here, here we like drain you from fluid. So oh, yeah. if you're out, you're, yeah. you're gone. So that's what makes me think that this is in a more rural part of Ecuador. But I will say, when I die, bury me with a Bluetooth speaker so I could bump <laughs> it. Like if I had to, you know. There's the. There's the Back guy in the that day, didn't this used to happen all the time? They used to put like bells in the graves like so you could like ring a bell if you had to there are devices that were invented and patented where you would they would tie a string to the loved one's finger and they would like feed it up through a pipe or feed it up through a protected part of the dirt and attach it to a bell and then you would have i believe that's why they call what is the night shift called um but there's a name that we use for the night shift that oh, yeah. is is tied to that because you would station someone in in the family in the cemetery to listen for that bell. A bell hop. A brisk <laughs> breeze comes through there, and that's trauma oh, for everybody. Terrifying. Oh. I wonder if that's how ghost stories were invented. Well, uh, there those stories were included in um, in a ghost story series that my brother and I series of books that my brother and I had. So that's how I found out about it, and they included the patent drawings of those devices. And that's why I I wonder if I could even find the the saying for the night shift. Oh, what would you do, dude? Like you're sitting there crying. Oh, I'd be 
I'd be terrified, but I'd also be happy. I mean, she, yeah. I'm so happy that she's she's alive. Absolutely. But that's, that's terrifying. You know, do you try to kill the zombie or do you... <laughs> You have tears of joy. Like, I don't know. Man, like, that's just terrifying to me. I think that's those of us in, you know, this country, we're pretty separated from, we don't, you know, prepare our own family members for the grave. And so I feel like we would have a different, an American would have a different level of reaction to that than someone who, does have the necessity to someone passes away you take them home yourself in your vehicle and you prepare them at your house get them dressed and whatever and you put them in the coffin and they're in your living room that's a different level of connection so yeah I, yeah in, in america i think we'd be like bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were. You know, we watched too many movies too many zombie <laughs> movies here but it's also that, yeah, she'd be right back in there. It's legally required. You're legally required to go through the embalming process. And like even someone that is cremated is legally required to go through the embalming process. So we don't really have these situations because you're not surviving being embalmed. Right. I wonder, that makes me wonder though, like how many people, you know, who are embalmed are actually still alive? Well, I imagine you would. There's got to be like point zero zero one percent. Like you know, there's got to be a chance. What is your definition of alive? I guess. I guess, but don't you have to sign that medically now? Well, you have to. The doctors have a certain protocol. They have to have no pulse and no respirations for a set period of time. So. And then typically you're not like instantly embalmed. You're then put in some sort of refrigeration unit. So I imagine you're not, you're not surviving to the embalming table. Oh, like the morgue. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's not typically Mm. a, it's not typically as fast as have stroke Friday morning in the coffin by Friday afternoon. It just makes me wonder because like, you know, back, (sighs) back in the day I used to have it all the time. Now it's happening where, you know, you just take the fam home and then now we just like suction all the life out of you. Yeah. You know, to make sure that it doesn't happen. It's the graveyard shift. Duh. That's what the it's graveyard called. Graveyard shift. The graveyard shift is what it's Didn't called. Did we say that? I said, I think I said the night. Shift. Oh, yeah. Um, the overnight. Shift. Uh, that's why it's called that. It's okay. the graveyard shift because they sense. would, you would take turns you and your family members would all take turns so praise the lord that bella montoya woke up when she did and i hope that she we, reco- we should just make her a celebrity after this I know. let's keep uh bella no montoya, let's keep her on the show we'll get her as a guest one day i know right yeah on her birthday, I think we should have a 904 birthday party. On for her death Bella day. Montoya. We should have it on her death day. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> She's got two birthdays. I know. Technically, I mean, you could say. Oh, so Bella Montoya, we send our love and we hope that you're recovering well. Yes. All right. You're That's about as old as I am. So you will be happy to know that in the past 20 years, which is 
probably your working life. It's all of my post-college working life, so all of my like adult working years. The federal government, according to a watchdog group, has wasted three trillion, trillion with a T, dollars of our money only on improper payments. I feel like one of that was in the last year. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so this so is not, not too shocking. Huh? It's not too shocking because I feel like most of that was since the C word. Since the thing that we shall not name that, that began in, in 2020. 19. So this is all this is all just accounting errors. This is just sending the wrong amount. Or or fraud. This is Or how about I get my tax refund finally that they owe me. <laughs> you got a refund? <laughs> I did cuz I, I I hired a uh a CPA. Oh, you they, did. They got it for me and I was like there's no way I get a refund. No, they found it. Dude. Found it. Maybe impressive. that's why I'm under investigation in there. <laughs> Maybe that's why you're not getting it. <laughs> Zero chance we owe that kid money. So this is just all right. So twenty years government has sent three trillion dollars, according to OpenTheBooks.com. They are a watchdog group that tracks government reports, and they've looked at reports dating all the way back to two thousand four, and they tallied up the damage, and then they ad- in- they adjusted for inflation. So these are uh, inflation adjusted dollars. They found that things escalated post that thing we're not supposed to talk about. So there are way more improper payments in 2021 and 2022, but it has been a persistent problem for years. And honestly, my day job is making sure that um, landlords are properly billing tenants and making sure that everyone's, you know, asking for the right amount and paying the right amount. And when you get a large enough company that's renting from you, then you have a large enough accounting team that they can just send out. We just found one payment was $16,000 and it looks like it probably should have been about 6000 and so they they improperly billed for something, and now we're going to have to talk to this landlord about it and be like, hey, you got $10,000 of our client's money. So, I mean, this happens on a smaller scale, but you would think with other people's money, it's not the government's money, it's our money. And uh, this is a cop-out, 100%. This is a cop-out because, yeah, of course the government's going to do that, but also recently with the UFOs, they were like, oh, by the way, these have been going on for 20 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. Bull. <laughs> I hit the bleep button there, but yes. Do we have a bleep button? We have a bleep button. Ooh. It's the giant red button. That's exciting. You're going to have to train me on the bleep button. So, yes. I, I, feel-, I feel like this is all diversion. Diversion. They, I- they've, they've done this in the past year. Uh-huh. But the past 20 yeah of course they've done this the entire existence of the government the whole point of the government is you get in you give your buddies money and then you get out well you retire that wasn't the way the government started and that's why the federal government had very narrow scope of what they were supposed to do 
And so, um, and RIP George W. My boy. So George Washington's first state of the union, because the state of the union is instantiated by the constitution. The president has to give a state of the union. He doesn't have to give a speech, a big grandstandy speech. And so George Washington published his in every newspaper and he had every penny that the federal government had spent down to the cost of the firewood to heat his residence and the buildings that Congress were using at that point. He accounted for every penny. Yeah, you got to. I mean, if they hold us that accountable, we should hold them that accountable. Yeah. So I think... That, like you said, if they're going to be taking our money and then not giving our money back to us and our tax refunds and willing to audit us at the drop of a hat, we need to uh, we need to be able to audit them and hold them to account. Which brings us full circle into why I was a big Ron Paul fan because we yeah. were about to audit the Fed. Yeah. And they didn't want that to happen, so he disappeared. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he did. So bring back Ron Paul. Hey, I'm down. He actually, he retired and he wrote a homeschool curriculum, actually. (laughs) It's probably fire. Yeah, it was available for free download. I'm pretty sure I downloaded it, but I didn't look through it. I mean, I ended up buying one. You know, people probably know Rand Paul, but Ron Paul was 20 times better. It was his dad, but, you know, sometimes it just doesn't go... It doesn't transcend the generations. Yeah. Well, I think that Rand Paul's probably better with the media circuit than Ron Ron was. Uh, that makes sense. He was definitely framed better. Yeah. So, you know, it's pluses and minuses. I'm glad we have Rand, if nothing else, but I do I do miss hearing from Ron on occasion. He was Hey, it looks like my mom just doing <laughs> Hi Kelly. You turned in it's, it's just late. for the end. It's going over. I know. We've gone over, so we're going to have to say goodbye. We do have a guest tomorrow. Uh, They're going to come in. We're going to have a lot of great conversations. And then we have trivia for Thursday because tomorrow is our Friday here at the Mike Davis Show. And that's your last last show with only me for quite a while. So thank you for tuning in tonight for our free association Wednesday. Thank you, Clay, for pushing the buttons. Oh, apparently she was in the app and got kicked over, I guess. Ah. Oh, we got angry faces now. Damn. Oh, no. Was that angry faces to Mike Davis coming back? Press one, please. (laughs) Yeah. Are you mad at me or are you mad that it's my last show alone? algorithms. Come on, guys. (laughs) I know. I'm angry face. (laughs) They got heart emojis now. All All right. right, We got to log off. Yeah, we got to go. Okay, bye, guys.